Hello, hello, Fallen Ones. I haven't done a podcast in a while, and I was thinking about what type of stuff that I really want to focus on, because there's so much negativity and evil and sins of being exposed left and right, and is distracting us all from God. And we're getting bogged down with the constant barrage of evil things that are happening by evil people nonstop. And my goal is not to keep exposing them as truthers, because, you know, that's fine what they do. It gives attention to people's sins. But when that's all there is, and there's nothing else to think about or focus on and not look to God, then really... It has no benefit. We're still being trapped in Satan's system, even the truthers, because they're getting bogged down with what Satan is doing and not what God is doing. Although it is important to realize, you know, how all of this is connected to God's story, what's written in the Bible and what Satan is doing. There is proof of this as you look around in the natural world. Proof of God exists on everything you see and everything that you know, and that everything the law is already written in your hearts to know who God is and what He, His image is created in us, means. And the works of the devil is also known. That's all around everything that you do in your life and following the world and what the world is doing is the evidence of what Satan has done and is building the beast system that we're all part of. So I hear people say, well, the world is just getting, you know, it's collapsing. The economy is collapsing and everything is collapsing. And we're just going to be left in this barren land with nothing, no system in place. And we're going to be hunting each other for food and water and resources. That's what the movies tell you, that's what the people tell you, that's what the truthers tell you, and none of this is true, and it's obvious from not only word of God, but then what exactly is Satan is building? He's not building a desolate world, he's building an artificial controlled world with every corporation, every business is involved in building this reality for Satan. So I wrote it out uh, what the few characteristics difference between Satan and God. They're completely opposite of each other and why God has given his word in order for us to not only know who he is, but then knowing that that we're being taken out of satanic clutches in his hands and dominion over us currently where people have given him power. If people had not given Satan power, he would have had none. If people had all been not rejecting God and not following God, we've all sinned, we've all strayed away, we've all acted like Adam and Eve, and we've all been following Satan instead of God. So, But what is God really doing? He's trying to save us from the hands of Satan, from being destroyed by sight. Satan and ultimately getting thrown into the lake of fire with Satan to redeem all of us, humanity, on to God, back to 
how he designed us in the Garden of Eden. He's going to be restoring the world. He's going to be restoring the universe. He's going to be restoring all of humanity, the ones that have followed God and trust him instead of Satan, those that gave their lives up for God, they already have an eternal peace, an eternal kingdom with God. They were the ones that are going to inherit the earth. They're the ones who are going to be restored back to the new heaven and a new earth as it once was in the Garden of Eden, how God had planned. But just to go over the things that I have been thinking about, the differences that I know, and what ultimately I wanted to uh, talk about in this podcast is the destruction is not going to be the, the world as we know it, what Satan is building. He's not building a desolate world. That may be the result in the end. But what he's building is his utopia, his kingdom, where all corporations are aligned, the governments are aligned, and ultimately the people are aligned to help Satan build his beast kingdom and worship him. And so I'll go over, you know, how the world is involved and how the corporations are involved. So you can see this yourself. You all know this to be already the truth in one way or another. You all seen enough information about everybody, uh, what Satan is building. But perhaps you haven't made that connection uh, as to how this is coming together. Because uh, I know one of the uh, viewers commented on one of the podcasts with Tim Cohen whether I understood the technology is already here. No, I understand that fully. That isn't the issue for me. The issue is that technology is not yet completed to complete this beast system that's going to come to full fruition. So why did God let allow this humanity history for over almost 6,000 to over 6,000 years so far to go from Adam and Eve generation till today? Why is he allowing this to happen while people are still being born and dying in every generation in sinful fallen world with sinful people? Because he's allowing the humanity history to where the Garden of Eden started, how Adam and Eve sin to be kicked out of that garden and to develop their own world with Satan. Adam and Eve started with Satan and every future generation after that continued on with Satan to finalize his world, his kingdom that he needed all of us to help him build in this world, to take over and usurp God's authority over all men. He wanted to take it to himself. So God's going to let him finish that project. Wouldn't it be awful if we are in the state like halfway done or three quarters away done or even 90% done and God is going to just cut off history and not let him finish so people and all people can see what Satan has done? To the fullest extent, because all eyes will see God when he comes back and return to reign over all humanity. So if all eyes will see God and bow down to him, then wouldn't God want to let that humanity see who and what they followed and who they worshipped 
here on earth, following Satan instead of God. So that is the important factor in this entire biblical story and all the events from Adam and Eve till today is letting Satan finish his project. Okay, so that is super, super important to understand. So when I do my podcast and analysis of, you know, where I think we are, I am looking at is what he is busy building and how long is it, you know, in what generation he's going to finish that project. You know, his popsicle stand, how long is it going to take till he got gets all of his popsicles ready and builds it to whatever he wants to build it to and then finally presents it at science fair. Here's my popsicle world, right? So, of course, there's technology going on with, you know, smartphones and digital age and digital money and all of this stuff that you're all part of in our modern life, more than any generation before ever was. You know, those guys got to wash their clothes with their own hands, ride horse and buggies, and travel the slow way, you know, a slow boat to China that would take them months, not, you know, 10 hours or 12 hours or whatever it is. And all the things that we instantly communicate within seconds, not even Paul Revere Express letter that he would have to gallop around, you know, telling the British are coming, the British are coming, you know, shouting it to everyone in town. We don't do that now. We communicate instantly just like this podcast you know it takes time for me to to do this podcast but once it's uploaded and posted all the information is available around the world instantaneously where there's no more months and years to relay one piece of information as they used to do just a few hundred years ago so the timing has accelerated with the technology that's already here, including what they're developing, the AI. So, of course, I can see all of this. But all of this, what what I'm trying to convey is going to come into a singularity event where everything that is developed and corporatized will all merge as one. So I'm going to follow through as to what I think, you know, all of this is obvious to in, in itself, but how it all connects in the end. So Satan is given dominion over the earth, while God has dominion over everything he created. He's the Alpha and the Omega of all existence that as you know it and see it and hear it, it's all from God. But yet Satan thinks he can be God and temporarily God uses him as a tool and gave him dominion to be Lord of the Earth, so to speak, even though he's none of that, but the history does reveal these uh, Nephilims that angels and humans merged uh, to create Nephilim babies and adults that were giants in those days, and how they probably had, you know, some sort of supernatural powers where God had to flood the Earth. So we know we can see Satan's been working since Adam and Eve. And he has no power on his own without God authorizing him. We know that from the book of Job, where God had told him that he could harm Job, uh, land, property, and even kill his children, but only after he had the authority to hurt Job 
And then ultimately Job uh, realized that it's just all under God's authority and nothing can be done without him. And he accepted, you know, supremacy of God. And God has created all things in the universe and everything that you know of. There's nothing that he didn't create and he's not, he has control over everything from beginning to end. He also uh, says in the Bible that the earth belongs to him and it's created for him and his pleasure, not, and we are sort of the beneficiaries of what he's created. So even though the people and Satan is, are, is working hard to destroy the earth, ultimately the earth belongs to God. And even Nova Harari says, well, we will take the earth. You know, you'll see articles that we let's take back the earth. Take back the earth from home, God. They can't take anything that doesn't belong to them. And everything that even what God created, Satan, Satan was created as a beautiful being. He was glorious in all things and perfect as God described him. And he was, but he was created as a cherubim angel. And not as God. He has no godly authority. He has nothing other than whatever his intellect that he was given as an angel to be the prime angel, the superior angel above all other angels as he was created. Uh, but Satan rebelled against God and sinned, and his first sin was pride. So that's how he began to see himself, that he could be just as good as God or even better. And God saw that, and then that's where his sin was first known, even though he was created perfect and then ultimately kicked out of heaven to rule and walk the earth. So everything that God does, he creates everything perfect. Everything that's good and perfect in all ways, just like he is, but it's up to us to decide how much we're going to corrupt ourselves, how much sin we're going to be engaging in, even though everything that he created is perfect in how he made us. So he's the potter and we're the clay. And he can shape us into whatever he wants for whatever purpose he wants. He can shape us and make us into something extraordinary and beautiful or he can shape us to be ordinary and commonplace it's up to his will. So doesn't mean that he created some to be better than others or not in a sense over people, but he did create different skills and different talents and different beauties and different glorious means. I mean, he can give one person great wisdom like Solomon that he he had more wisdom than anyone else on the earth at that time. He can make someone with extraordinary wealth and riches, uh, as Satan has done, so did God. God gave Solomon uh, a lot of wealth as well and lot to rule over his kingdom, which was pretty much most of the earth back then. And yet we can see Satan also granting dominion over certain people like Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, and many of these very wealthy people, dominion and power over people and also great wealth that are more wealth than any nation can produce on their own. Much of these corporations are so wealthy now and so much control over our daily lives that they have inherited 
to become kings themselves, even though they're not born out of royalty, they are kings of their own domain that they created. And then the other thing that Satan is doing, he's, if you look around, everything that God created is biological and it has zero waste. So everything that, you know, in its own form, natural form, created every living being to serve a certain function, like bees pollinate plants and grow food, you know, for through all that pollinating. So they help to spread the pollen around everywhere. Trees, the plants, the all of the nature can just continue to thrive. And ants and you know, they're like the engineers of the earth. The beavers are engineers of the waterways. And there's zero way. Everything that by is biological breaks down and ultimately used by the smallest of the creatures down to the bacteria level where they're breaking all of that down and replenishing the earth and replenishing the soil, the air, the waters. Everything is a self-cleaning mechanism. God didn't need vacuum cleaners. He didn't need to create landfills. He didn't need to create any of that. Everything works to clean itself and be pure and be healthy if we let it alone. But what did Satan do? He came up with everything synthetic. He doesn't care about biology. He destroys biology. He created chemical companies. He created synthetic fibers when even God said don't mix uh, like wool and cotton fibers together. And the reason for that that I came to kind of understand later is that once you start mixing different fibers, there's more processing and chemicals involved, and especially in modern ways of creating fibers and all the synthetic. Like they create now, if you look at some of your clothing lines, like jeans and uh, other like shirts and stuff, it's they'll some of them will even market it as from recycled plastics. So what you're wearing are fibers made out of plastic the fibers that they create. So all of the, everything that they create that isn't biological, cotton is biological. It comes from a plant and it can be processed into fibers and clothing is uh, biological. So when it goes back into the earth, it breaks down. But when you start treating this stuff as synthetic cotton and cotton mixed with other chemicals, you know, they have so many brand names like Lysol and all this other stuff. And including wool, you know, they're starting mixing wool with other stuff. Because wool is also natural if it's kept in the natural form and made fibers out of it. But today's materials, they don't use natural fibers any longer. They mix and match and they create synthetic uh, fibers to go with it, which is highly processed and highly chemicalized. And all those chemicals destroy the earth and they get pollute the waters, they pollute the lands, and everything from taking it, it never breaks down. So that's the problem with not listening to God's word and God's way of living, but following Satan's way. As much as people want to complain of all the awful things that people are doing, you are participating when you go shopping to buy anything. Anything synthetic, you're participating in that. 
and you're participating in the pollution, the killing of animals, the killing of natural environment, just so you can go along with the corporatized, synthetic, satanic world that you're living in and participating in Satan's kingdom. And what he's building and all the products that are created are not created according to God's ways. They're created using satanic ways of trying to make a buck quick and cheap and destroying the earth with it. And you're participating in everything you eat, you buy. Satan is having dominion over you and everything that you do, not God. Even if you believe in God, even if you try to follow his God's ways, you cannot if you're participating in all the activities of what Satan has developed so far. Ultimately, what Satan wants is to destroy your free will and take dominion over your mind and your body to have complete control. So there are movies like The Borgs. Ultimately, you're going to be the Borg. What you think you might have freedom now to decide, even though you're kind of like a rat in a maze, controlled in which direction you go, but you still have the free will to keep walking around the maze as you see fit. God, what he's given you, a free will and freedom of your existence. When people complain, you know, why isn't God helping me? Why isn't he doing this or that for me? Because you are given dominion over your own life to choose whatever you want. And the fact that you didn't get something a certain way, it's up to God and whether he wants to grant you that. But he's not your genie in a bottle, right? You created your life, however that may be, good or bad. And perhaps you are a victim of many circumstances. That's understandable. But God is always with you, even though he may not change your future as you want it to be but satan on the other hand he will change your future he wants to control your future he wants to control everything about you so you can merge with him ultimately the technology that i see coming is that when what he's building with elon musk and others about trying to interface your brain chemically or through some chip whatever it is they're trying to get inside of people's brains and then ultimately control all their actions, all their thoughts, and be able to redirect it and control it as they wish. If they don't like what you think, they don't want you to worship a certain way, they can change it. So you will still exist like robotic armies of people, however many that they want to have. And if they don't want it, you know, they'll, they'll let you self-destruct and they'll probably even come up with a way to kill you instantly. If it's something that they can implant in your brain and you're not doing certain things that all of this is possible with the AI. Without the AI, Satan wouldn't have a chance to control everything on the planet. But with the AI, you certainly can try. But ultimately, God's in control of all that and we know that he's only going to let satan have his dominion complete dominion and control for about three and a half years in satanic rule what has satan done he's corrupted all life that that's his been goal since adam and eve while what is god doing he's redeeming all life the whole point of the bible is to tell you hey this is what happened and through Jesus, he's the one who's come to redeem you from Satan, from this earth. So you will have a life with God and an eternal life without you having to do anything.
except to have faith. All that's required is that you see the truth and you have faith and you trust God and you believe him rather than what Satan is telling humanity he wants to offer you. And he will offer a lot. That time frame hasn't come yet. He will promise eternal life with him too. He's going to probably solve body from death, regenerating with some, they're already working on regenerative technology of cells to prolong life and reheal itself faster. There are many movies about that where they're make, mixing and matching genes from different animals to come up with a way to regenerate uh, body tissue and heal and, you know, like grow a limb back or basically resurrect you from death. There's a movie called The Exam. It's an old movie. I, I just watched it recently, but it's on the same idea. So the first time, you know, when I used to watch all these other movies, I never really looked at them in, in this context. But now when I go back and see them, they're all saying the same message. All Everything that I'm telling you in this podcast is essentially what they're telling you in all these different movies. So in the movie, they call Exam... So the bunch of candidates are stuck in a room trying to figure out what that question is and so they can answer it and win the job, a dream job, to work with this exclusive corporation. And towards the end, we find out that the corporation is uh, developed through genetic engineering. So apparently they came up with the virus that's infecting people and killing them and they need like life-saving drugs to stay alive. So they already got that viral story in there, which, of course, the first time around, I never, you know, I, I, I didn't even pay attention to that. But now, you know, I can see that whole viral story re weaved in every, in all of the movies, different movies, one way or the other, many, many movies about how a viral outbreak pandemic has taken over the world and, you know, they need a certain way to survive or die or become zombies, blah, blah, blah. So in this particular one, if those that are virally affected need some sort of medication to continue on living or they will die. So that was one of the thoughts of the candidates that perhaps they were hiring somebody to develop a cure or, you know, manage this process. But towards the end of the movie, it was revealed that the CEO actually not only found a cure, but it was a regenerative pill that can bring back the dead, not only heal them, but can actually bring back the dead. So one of the candidates was shot uh, during this uh, you know, movie trying to ex fight over each other as to who was going to become, get the, the job. So he shot one of them. So he laid there dead for till the very end, and the CEO explains his pill and puts it in his mouth, and he, you know, his body is healed, and he comes back to life. So this is one step that I think a lot of other movies, you know, never went far as going, but basically saying that this in this movie that they conquered death, and everybody can be healed from all diseases, all of it. And they can essentially be immortal because if you can't die and they can bring back the dead and have no more diseases, then you are immortal. And so that was the ending of this movie where the one that they selected 
uh, had the great power. So they couldn't do this to everybody. They made that clear in the movie, that even though they developed this pill of life, this tree of life that they created in this pill, they couldn't give it to everybody. So many of them were they going to have to choose who lives and who dies. That was, they were going to play God. And this candidate was essentially had to be wise enough to help the CEO choose who's going to live and who's going to die and be given this eternal pill. So just in that one movie alone is telling you what exactly what Satan is doing. So even though he may come up with this regenerative uh, immortality, and I think he will, he's not going to offer that to everybody is still going to ultimately come down to who Satan was going to allow to live or die. That's the decision that he wants. He wants to be God. He wants to play who lives and who dies. And you can see this already through all of the history in the past. You can see it now with the COVID pandemic. You can see it in all the decision-making and policy-making, what are they choosing? They're wanting to choose who lives and who dies. And that's what all of these future outbreaks are going to be. They're going to control who lives and who dies. Which, all on its own, you know, I could talk about this movie and this concept in another podcast. But to move on, um, so what is Satan doing? He's creating, recreating God's image in us to himself, which is all built on sin and death and destruction. So when you see people that were born with image of God, pure at heart, or they should have been anyway, as newborns, and as life continues for people, you know, somewhere along the way, they decide to sin or stray off the path and not follow God. And they continually wanting to change the image that they're born with into something else. That's why they do tattoos, they color their hair, they, you know, look, they started to even change the shape of what men and women look like. Men want to look like women, women want to look like men, and they're reordering this into all of these different ways where men and women, nobody can tell who's who and what they were born with. And not only that, even if they stayed within their own gender, uh, men, men, women, women, they still cover up. They cover up so much that you cannot tell the person that they were born as. With heavy plastic surgery and makeup and costume costuming themselves, they basically are cartoons that they want to keep transforming themselves to look like someone else or something else, even beasts, not just even humans. They want to look like beasts and other things. Uh, there's a whole group of people, furries, that they dress up as cartoon uh, furry animals, costumes, and call themselves furries. There are people that are sadists, you know, there are all kinds of ways that people identify themselves and start to dress and look like the identity that they want to create. And the whole idea of this digital world is that they create avatars of themselves, and these avatars can be anything super natural, super human, animal, beast, whatever they want to create as their avatar, 
they are that different persona and different look online than they are in their real self. Well, what is all that? That is representing the image of Satan and not the image of God. So the, Satan is trying to destroy the image of God and create his, everyone onto his, which is no longer going to look like healthy human beings as they once were. You know, all you have to do is go back and look at older classic movies and even before then, look at what people used to look like and dress like to what they dress like now. They dress like animals. Graffiti art everywhere. Okay, there's they 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 dress like Mad Max characters, and they look starting to look like Mad Max characters. So they're defiling themselves and they're defiling their bodies, and they want us all to participate because you cannot even find uh, normal classic clothing anymore unless you got millions of dollars to pay for a certain designer. But everyday off the rack clothing is all bullshit. It's all created in the image of Satan and not in the image of God to look like healthy children, adults, and seniors. They're all, you know, all mixed up in all kinds of different ways. And as much as you try to buy the right clothing, it's almost impossible. I've tried. It's very, very difficult. Um, and then the other thing that, you know, how we're living in this world. God has blessed us with everything and he gave it to us for free. We never asked him to give all of the services that uh, animals and plants provide us with to keep and regenerate the earth over and over and all life is given in an abundance. He's given you the seeds to eat. He told you what to eat and you can grow it freely without you even having to do much effort other than plant it in the ground. But people have sold off their land so they can't grow stuff anymore. They live in smaller, smaller spaces and condos and high rises where they have no access but to go shopping in a grocery store just to get their own food. They don't know how to hunt. They don't know how to grow anything. They don't know how to make their own stuff. So we're all now completely dependent on the bee system and not on God any longer because God gave it to us for free. Spread out. He spread out. He shut down the Tower of Babel, he destroyed it. And what did he do after doing that? He spread out all of humanity where Satan was trying to bring everybody under its rule, under one tower, one language, one people. What did God do? He said, nope, you're not having it. I'm going to spread out all the people. He gave everyone their own language so they couldn't communicate with each other anymore. And he spread them out all over the world. And that was for our benefit. So we could take dominion over the earth. We could take dominion and have space. We can have lands. We can grow our own stuff. We had all of that inheritance. But people blew it. They gave it away to Satan. They gave away their property rights, their lands, especially their land, over to all these people and allowed the government to tax it to death so you own nothing. And that's where we're at now. So living in Satan's world, everything has a price and a cost to exist. You cannot exist in the modern world if you don't follow God and you're dependent on Satan's and his system. You cannot exist without money. And a lot of money. It's not like people in America, we're all like super wealthy. Like, you know, a lot of you people in different uh, nations that are not like first world and still kind of living organically, don't think that you have less. You're blessed. 
because you don't know the cost and price of having to live in a corporatized environment where everything is charged to death. And if you don't work, you cannot even eat and get clean water and all of that. So even though we may have some extra money to go shopping for certain things, we're not that free. Unless you're like super wealthy, and even them, they have more constraints on them, more hardship on them because they make more and maintain more, that they're trapped in their system. That's why God said, you know, those who are uh, rich are going to have difficulty entering in the kingdom of God. Even a camel has a better chance going to the eye and needle than a rich person. Why? Because they're bogged down with all their wealth and their possessions. They cannot get past it, and they got to constantly maintain it. So don't envy them. They're worse off than you who has very little. And the more organic life you have, the more blessed you are. The rest of us, we're trapped in this system. We cannot get out of it. We have to surround it by buildings to go get our stuff, to go live, to go work. And more concrete jungles, as you know it, which is a depressing life. I think that's why a lot of the poor cities are aggressive, because they've taken away their connection from real world, real environment, the greenery, the nature, once you take that away, your mind is also affected by that. It's not just physical things. If you don't no longer have the green environment around you, which is really to build peace in you and joy and comfort, once you take that away, uh, you're left with a very uneasy mind and you know, open to depression and other things when you're surrounded by uh, concrete everywhere. And hardship of life of having other people live in that busy environment that is no good for anybody. So it just creates more reasons to sin and become toxic and then, you know, spawn that to everyone else. So God had reasoning into why and how he created the world and the universe and how we were to live in it. And we were live, as long as we followed him, we could have lived it in it for free. Adam and Eve didn't need clothes. They only realized that they were naked and shameful after they sinned. Before that, they were just, you know, buzzing around in their perfect environment. They weren't worried about what they were going to wear. But they certainly did right after they sinned. They took that fig leaf and put it around their private parts. And then God had to make them clothing. So he had to kill the first animals to make them clothing out of animal skin. Uh, so you can read the book of Genesis and how that progressed. So, you know, a lot of the stuff, when man has sinned, the needs to start using the world's resources and compete for them and never creating anything biological that would degrade back to the earth and be reused and, and revitalized. We're not doing that. We're using up all of the resources, polluting the planet, and then ultimately leaving all of that behind that most of it cannot break down without God having to burn it all up, which is what he's going to do. He's going to burn up the earth and restart the whole earth and heavens, roll up the whole heavens and create a new heaven and a new earth because everything in earth is already polluted and toxic there's nothing to do but burn it all up there's nothing to restore and what did god you know i heard this over and over like i hate religion and i don't want 
I'm agnostic or atheist or this or that. Well, God never created religion. Man did. Satan did. Satan created rituals and idols and all forms of worship back to him. So all the different false religions around the world, they are false because they're religions. They are based on practices of ritualistic ways of worshiping. They are worshiping anything that they see in their environment. A lot of false idols. India is a big country and other Asian countries are surrounded by creating idols as their worship. And it would be anything. It would be animals, uh, landscape, you know, uh, greenery, whatever they want. They want to, even rocks. They created rocks to worship God. And Gen you know, in, in the Bible, God clearly says, do not worship idols. Do not worship anything that you create. I am one and only God. And anything that you create out of your own hands is your worshiping the creation when he created you. So it's an insult to God when you started creating your own gods and fashioning the image that you want your God to be rather than who God really is. And Satan is a master at this. He has done this with every religion around the world where people, he's given them their God of to worship. He's given them their demonic powers to grant them whatever the people desire. So all of these gods that people worship, that they're not worshiping the true God of the Bible, they're worshiping demons and they're worshiping themselves to create an image of what they want to grant them all of their desires and hopes in life. And that's what Satan is very good at. If you want to be famous, he will figure out a way to take your soul and grant you your wish to be famous. If you want wealth, he will figure that out for you. If you want a certain person, he can even offer that. He can offer you whatever you want as long as you worship and ask him and not God. Because God has a different way of answering your prayers. He, he also has a right to reject your prayers and not give you what you ask for. There's a lot of things we all want in life to think that we can make a better life for ourselves if God only gave us this. But God may just say, no, you, you can do better. You don't need this. And I'm going to shape you in the image of myself to become who you are uh, in the end. So it's always a choice. Who are you going to follow? Are you going to follow God? Are you going to follow Satan? And most of the world has followed Satan. And that's the sad truth. And that's why I said, don't, you know, the, God, the world is at enmity with God. Do not follow the world. Why? Because most of the world has already chosen to follow Satan and not God. And then... Why do we have laws? Why did God give the Ten Commandments? He gave ten simple commandments for people to follow and be judged under. Because Adam and Eve had already sinned, and everyone after that, they were all sinners. They do not follow God 100%. They only follow a certain percent, and then allow sin to creep in and become sinners in all kinds of different ways. So God had to give them ten laws. If you steal, all the penalty for all of his laws were death. And without Jesus, without being redeemed, your penalty for that violating any one of the Ten Commandments is still death. He didn't get rid of death, and he didn't get rid of judgment for violating any one of the Ten Commandments. What he offered was 
a redemption plan through Jesus when he sent his son to die for our sins, and those who have faith in him will have eternal life. So whatever sins that you committed, if you trust your and give your life to God and give your life to Jesus, then you will have not only have your sins forgiven, but you will have eternal life with him. That's the redemption plan, knowing that man will fall, and they have fallen, and they have gotten worse and worse and worse each generation, where the laws have grown. So Moses created about 600 and some laws for to rule over his people. As things were getting complicated, people were sinning more, you know, he gave them more instructions, and he was the first judge of all the different disputes that came before him. And ultimately, his uncle said, you know, spread out. Don't spread yourself among all these people, but make more judges to help decide all the disputes that people were coming with. And why did they have disputes? Because they were all sinning. They could not deal with themselves, so the disputes kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and the system of laws became bigger and bigger and bigger to rule over those people. And now, if anybody looks at how many laws there are in the books collectively worldwide, nobody can number them. Nobody. It's beyond the miles to travel around the universe. There are more laws on the books, and nobody can count them, and nobody even knows them. They only know a small section of them here and there and what their recent disputes are, but most of the books, nobody has any idea, not lawyers. And what is that doing? Why did God offer laws? To show our transgressions. So show our transgressions from the 10 initial laws to ultimately 600 and some laws that Moses uh, created through his judgments, and then ultimately about a gazillion and gazillion laws that we have on the books now to show how all people transgress. And they couldn't control their sins, and they multiplied and multiplied and multiplied that the laws just continue to grow and grow and grow. So Satan traps humanity legalistically and with never-ending laws. Well, God simplified it, even all the Ten Commandments, down to one law. Love one another, there's no law for love. So all you got to do is love, and there's no, no law that's needed for you. But how hard is that? It's almost impossible, and that's why we need the redemption. We need to be able to go back to God. And how do we do that? Well, we have faith. We trust God. We recognize what we're living in, and we repent for our sins, and we ask God to come in our heart, take our life over, and we belong to him. We simply just give over our life to God, and we reject what Satan has to offer. And we might have to die for that, which is okay, because this death would only matter for those sinners and condemned people that are given this life. I mean, if they can't live in it to even accept God, then they don't deserve to have an eternal life with God. They just choose whatever they get in this life, and that's the end for them. And what's after their life is over is judgment. Whatever they did in their life, they're going to be judged for what they did. They don't have a redemption plan if they rejected God and they rejected Jesus. That's simple as that because God is very simple. And everything he did, and we can see, is super simple. You know, it is complex for him to what he did and how we understand it. But what he did is he always does it in beauty and simplicity. 
But Satan does the exact opposite. He does it through super complex, never-ending maze and getting traps. He always creates traps for people. Whatever you think you may want or getting, it ultimately becomes a trap. And that's how you know it's not from God because once you realize this is a trap, uh, even if it appears to be good, it's not from God. It came from Satan. So Satan always works to distract humanity away from God while God is continuing, even from the sin of Adam and Eve, to bring them back and redeems humanity back to him. So there's a major, major difference where Satan is taking people away from God. He's getting rid of laws. He's getting... uh, creating, rebranding people's image to worship him instead of God. And he's openly mocking God in all things, you know, all media, all print, uh, everything that, you know, getting people to acknowledge. They all is working so well for majority of them that they already have rejected God openly, you know. So, and what did God do despite all of this? Imagine the onslaught against God day in, day out, 24-7, every second of existence for the last 6,000 plus years, is always working against God and hating God. Imagine that. Not one person on this planet can imagine being hated so much, for, especially for being good and pure and creating, giving us everything that we have. Imagine being hated. Of course, People choose to love him, and that's good, and those are the ones that you know he protects. But still, overwhelmingly, people have chosen to hate God and reject him. And that's the sadness of all of this, that you know, I, I, it doesn't make sense to me. Why would people give away their inheritance and perfection and to have nothing that you need under God, but yet always needing and wanting something under Satan and never getting out of that treadmill? And always living in a fallen existence with wanting and being trapped. And, you know, all the illness of your body and your mind that comes with it. It's never ending. And yet God says, you know what, I will give you everything and a green pasture to lie on. If you just follow me and I will give you a perfect earth and a perfect heavens and a life with me where you're never going to need want or anything. You will never thirst. But with Satan's kingdom, you're always thirsty always wanting more. It never goes away. So he's worked hard to people to reject God and onto himself, while God, even if you did sin, and even at your worst, he still tries to bring you back to him. So that's the, you know, the character alone is amazing. So what I wanted to address now is really, okay, what is the world doing? Because I'm really kind of started this video with a comment from a viewer who said I didn't understand the technology that everything is already here and you know the mark of the beast is they can do it anytime they want yeah they they can low tech but I'm watching what Satan is trying to finish his popsicle world what what is it going to look like in the end so you know he's not collapsing the system He's trying to build it and connect it and build that kingdom where it's going to all be connected in singularity. So when you hear people say that the world is going to collapse 
and we're going to be in this, uh, you know, Neanderthal lifestyle once again, where the food supply and everything was going to collapse and nothing's going to work. And which is furthest from the truth. One Bible says, even after Satan makes a war with the saints, uh, the people party and send gifts to each other. So everything's in place. They're partying that all the two witnesses died in the war against saints that you know they had a long battle with and making their life miserable for proclaiming the word of God to them. The people were celebrating after they died. So that means you know all the Googles of the world and the media of the world to watch the two witnesses and send gifts to each other from all the shipping and buying and selling that they're doing is all in place. And it's not that system is created for all of us. It's going to select who follows the beast, and that's what the mark of the beast is all about. You are officially proclaiming to reject God and follow the beast, acknowledging Satan as your lord and master. And then once you do that, you have full access to his system that he's creating, and he's going to lock out all those that don't follow him, don't follow the beast system. He's going to lock you out of society so you can no longer buy and sell and no longer can live in this program, programmable system that we're already in. And then you're going to have to follow God. You're going to have to trust God all the way till the end, to whether... You know, you you are saved throughout the whole tribulation, or whether you ended up giving up your life for God. From what we can see, the this popsicle satanic kingdom that's being built right now. Uh, so one thing you got to remember that the whole world has already been fully corrupt. It's not getting more corrupt. It was always corrupt from the day that Adam and Eve sinned. It became fully corrupt with two people on earth back then. They fully corrupted themselves and he got kicked out. And their children fully corrupted themselves to continue on with the biblical stories that explains what happened to them and what they did. So the world is still fully corrupt with, you know, however many billion people that actually exist today. It's not getting more corrupt. It's been fully corrupt. We just the wheat and the tares. There's the tares that throughout your, you know, we're intermingled with, and then there's the wheat that God protects, that belong to God. So God knows who they are, who are the wheat and who are the tares, and we're just living side by side until the whole system of this satanic system is finally uh, done away with, and God returns to rule over us and give us a new earth and a new heaven. So Google, what do they do? They have controlled all information dissemination. Since Google, everything is online. All the information that people follow and use and cite comes from Google. No one goes to libraries hardly ever again. And they used to have a small, tiny bit of information that researchers did and put them into encyclopedias or some other books for people to like sit and look and hunt and find. Now you can get a gazillion amount of information worldwide and it's all online through Google. But what could have been a blessing is now become satanic because they control 
what they want to put online, what you have access to. In fact, most of the books that have ever been written are now digitized, and they're not available free for anyone to just uh, go find and download them unless people put them on their peer-to-peer -peer networks to download. But most of the stuff is controlled and firewalled and passwords and memberships and subscriptions and all kinds of ways where they can lock people out to access. And it's only the information that they want to tell you. You can't even search anymore. They scrub the internet. All the old stuff probably that got uploaded from early 90s till probably this, you know, up until four or five years ago, most of that stuff you don't have access to anymore. Who knows where the heck it went. But all the stuff that we have now is all scrubbed information and propaganda that the government wants you to know and what Google is allowed to put out there. And it's all being controlled by somebody. So it's not just Google controlling it, but there's someone above all these corporations that are aligned with what we read, what we believe and how the stories are told and how all the news is told. So they, Google has a controlling market of all the Im information dissemination and censorship. And then what does Apple do? Apple created friendly user, friendly control uh, products like the laptops, the iPhones, the iPods, all of those devices. What did they do? They controlled how the information can be transmitted to, to you. You can't just use Google without a computer. You need a computer. And you, so all of these software applications and visual information and digital information can only be accessed through devices. And Apple, and among others, even Microsoft, but their leading is still Apple. The way that they're uh, dealing with biometric data is uh, trying to protect your data and privacy, and all the uh, new rules that they come up with, like the two-factor authentication, the fingerprinting way to log on, your face, uh, scanning your face for biometric data. So they have multiple ways in order for you to use your devices. You have to have you can biometric stuff, information that they have, your passwords, your... Um, you know, your, your cell phone, you can't even use these devices now without having a cell phone number given to them. So through your cell phone and your biometric information and all your passwords, and all, that means everything that you do on any of your devices, they have full access to and full control over while telling you they're doing this for your data and security. Now, they're doing this to ultimately control and be able to have dominion over every device that you can access to do your banking, to ultimately get online and work and do anything, any e-commerce related activity, you will not be able to do it without these devices. So you cannot live like the Amish in the next century and expect to do everything with cash only and not use anything electronic. So I think what's happened to the Amish people, they're probably not disclosing it, but I'm sure they have already joined the B system to be able to have bank accounts and do any kind of commerce outside of their community. Unless they're true diehards where they still kept the land and creating everything and transacting all businesses among themselves, 
a lot of times you see, you know, Amish products being sold on Amazon and other places. So that means they have to have computers, they have to have banking, and they have to have all the, you know, the stuff that we need to be able to interact online and everything digital because they're not going to allow anyone with uh, monetary cash anymore, you know, like uh, actual money in your hand. They, a lot of stores are now refusing it. They only want you to use credit cards or digital money to be able to do the transaction. So why is that important for devices? Well, all the devices now are, way they're set up is they're using it biometric information to be able to log on and not only your telephone you, you have to have a smartphone so without the smartphone I don't even think you can use these devices because it's tied to your phone number so what does that mean so all the stuff that's outside of even your daily work on the computer if you go to a store all of those uh, coolers you know you've probably seen some of them they're starting to have a biometric way to open that door. You know, right now they have key punch or certain locks that can be unlocked, but ultimately what are they doing? They're putting up scanners. They're putting up eyes, eye scanners to scan your face. They're putting in your hand scanners to scan your prints and your hand. Amazon has a palm scanner. You can go into the store just scanning your palm and buy whatever you want and it's tied to their system. So you will no longer be able to just walk in any store and say, well, I don't need the computers. I don't need a cell phone. I don't need digital money. I can just go to a store and walk in and buy what I want. Now they're setting up a system where you can no longer do that. You are part of the beast system already to be able to go buy and sell anything. Within the next decade, by 2030, I wouldn't be surprised if everything in the store required some sort of biometric ID just to walk in and purchase anything. So yes, we're close to the mark of the beast, but they still gotta build all this stuff that they're building right now. Apple is in the middle of building this device activity use and protecting your identity and having it locked in with all your information and they're going to be able to perfect it in the next decade it's still in the early stages they just you know are starting to move more incremental incremental ways to add more uh, security features that means adding your personal information your cell phone your all of the biometric stuff and what did Amazon and Walmart do? They're building, or they have built, the shipping infrastructure. And they're destroying physical retail, and they're destroying small businesses. So the only businesses that are still more local are restaurants and food chains and stuff like that. But most other ones, and you know, they'll allow some retail uh, that are still active, like Marshalls and TJ Maxx, but all others, I'm mostly out of business now. They're shutting down their stores. The malls are kind of empty. You know, not like the high activity like in the 80s when the malls was an uh, interaction place, not just for shopping, but for everybody to kind of congregate into these malls. Now, you know, people buy stuff online, and there's no really reason to go to these ghost malls anywhere. You know, it, it's not fun, uh, and it's a time waster. 
you know, especially the things that you need, you have to hop around store to store when online you can just do all your shopping all at once. So what they have done with this online infrastructure of shopping, what's, what's happening? If the retail stuff goes out of business and there's going to be less and less and all going to be identified for you to even walk in to have access to their store, most of the stuff will be online. So if you cannot you know, access the internet and you don't have a device to be able to do that, you're never going to be able to buy and sell anyway. And all the work now is being online too. Other than the service jobs that you need physical contact, most work can be done online. So everything is going to be connected eventually where your login will give you access to everything, access to be able to work online, work from you know, home with using your devices, and being able to go shop anywhere. You're not going to be able to walk into any store without that mark of the beast. That's what they're building. So all this lo low technology, it kind of looks like it's here, but it's not fully here. So what is Meta doing, Facebook? What do they do? They gathered everybody online, the whole world, using their friends and family and prop, you know, propaganda to tell their friends and family how great they are. They use your people's narcissistic personality to collect everybody's information, personal information online and map out all their family and their friends. So Facebook and Meta knows how many siblings you have, where your parents live, what, you know, where your friends live, what they're doing, what their likes are and dislikes are. They have all mapped out all of these relationships online. And what's the next step for them? They want to create this virtual world. Virtual world where you can choose your own avatar and move around in that space. They're even selling digital space that are worth thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, they actually have a Gucci, virtual Gucci bag that you can buy as part of your outfit in this virtual world. Why would you pay a $2,000 for an icon, digital icon that you see online when you're logged in? So you can tell people that you have $2,000 to spend on that stupid digital art? It's ridiculous, but people are doing it. They're buying digital apartments and condos and digital land. They're buying digital clothing, digital fashion, digital cars, you know, anything you can think of in real life, they're paying good money that they're not spending in real life and they're putting it in this digital world. So if they, you know, people right now are rejecting this idea, most of them anyway, but eventually it's going to force people online because they're not going to be able to work if all, you know, what did happen with this COVID scamdemic? They made everybody go home and work from home and start using what the available technology is to connect. You know, that's why you had Zoom and all these video conferencing suddenly launch into greater detail than ever before. Team meetings, all of that stuff, the software that was needed to start collaborating online and working. And so far, we were at that age, we had all those tools and it worked very effectively. We could work from home. But the next level is to have this digital environment that's not available right now. You can't like 
virtually log on into VR glasses and then see the room that they're in and interact with them more 3D style and not just listening to their voice and looking at their faces. But it'll be more interactive just like the real world is in this created artificial world that the new generations after this will fully embrace that and Meta will be able to build this. So, he, you know, that guy has a little bit of vision. He knows it's going that direction because Satan is telling them it's going to go in that direction. So it's going to be built. Even though it looks like it's a setback right now, it will come back with a full vengeance and there will be a virtual world because that's what Satan wants. Satan can't control the world physically without this virtual world. And in this virtual world, the AI is the center of all of it. That's what's going to feed Satan all this information in record time and record speed of knowing everything at all time and everywhere and, and everyone online that is connected to the beast system and the AI be able to disseminate that, collect and disseminate that information to Satan so he can feel like God because God is all-knowing and all, you know, surrounding all of us at all times. Satan wants the same thing, but he's going to do it synthetically. So that's why you got to see beyond the technology today and kind of see what they're building. They're telling you what they're building. So this is not me making this up. They're, they're giving you exactly what they're building and how much resources they're putting in, billions and billions of dollars, to make all these things that they're you know, gathering people's talents and abilities and funding them to build a system. And people may not think that they're not working for Satan, but most of them are, sadly. Including, you know, all of us. Me, everybody has worked under Satan's kingdom for his will, not God's will. But that's how we earn a living right now. So the world governance, right now, there's no more elections. It's all selection. And they have placed all their leaders everywhere in from lowly civil servant jobs all the way to president in, in the highest office for each nation. And the ones that didn't comply ended up dead or removed. So it's not a surprise as to you know who's going to go along with it. It's very, to have this global kingdom, you have to have the top leaders start serving Satan and not God. They no longer will have their own ideas of what, how to better their country, how to represent their people. It has nothing to do with that. You're all part of the system now. As much as you want to have the patriot you know, propaganda to prop yourself up to go fight this and go fight that, it's a losing battle. You're not going to be able to get anywhere because this is already part of the design that Satan's going to come to power. It's already foretold in the Bible what's going to happen. The mark of the beast is going to be uh, required by where no man can buy and sell. There is going to be a given a time for Satan to rule over his kingdom. There are going to be no patriots in any country that are going to defeat this plan. It's already foretold. It's already going to happen. You just get to enjoy your life for the time that you're given and find God. That's If you want to get out of the system, you got to trust God. That's it. You, you should be willing to give up your life for him, just as he gave up his life for all of you.
And then the drug company. So one of the things you got to remember, all of this stuff, this entire list, is corporatizing your life in every single way. You no longer can exist off of the land, living independently of this corporatized world. Everything that's being built and that people are so proud of with their jobs to become climbing that ladder in their corporations, you have no idea that you are complete slaves and you have done a good job to climb your ladder in the corporatized world only to enslave all of humanity in this corporatized direction for every little thing. What do the drug companies? They're all becoming corporatized. There's no more natural medicine. There's no more independent decisions by doctors. It's all corporatized. They have to plug and play or they don't get to practice. That's it. They are plug and play doctors. All are now following is which drugs to recommend for your treatment. They're just drug pushers now. Very little of it is real actual medicine. You know, they still may have some surgical things that they could do to help save you, but most of this everyday problems that people go through are prescribed drugs that are all manufactured by these handful of drug companies. But now they don't want to manufacture drugs the old-fashioned way. They want to be able to plug and play their own chemistry and biology into these new technology platforms like the mRNA technology, genetic engineering. They want to genetic engineer your life and they want your body to change based on the coding that they will give you. You no longer will rely on God's coding to live in existence and metamorphose your entire body from childhood to old age, made and engineered by God and healed by God, all the your natural immunity, which works constantly every millisecond to continually make your body uh, heal and survive the day. But Satan is trying to take that away from God's ability to let you live your own way and let your body do the healing and God do the healing. It wants to control your body so it can program it, reprogram it to however it wants to. Okay, so that's this entire decade, this decade and next decade, it's all about genetic engineering. That's the new commodity, and you are the commodity, you are the product, where they've already figured out all this other garbage stuff that we use. You know, they've already done all their cars that they want to build. They've already made all their appliances that they want to create. They already GMO'd all the food. They've done everything to everything. But the last remaining frontier is your body and your mind, where they want, Satan wants full control over that. And he will get it. And that's what part of the beast system that I believe is going to be, is ultimately when People give away their free will and their mind and their body over to join this beast system digitally and with satanic, you know, what, however he does it, he's going to be merging with the people. And I, that's why I think it's not just about technology that Satan is building, but also the fact that people will merge with Satan himself. Just like we merge with God when we're in the image of God. You know, God resides in us. The Holy Spirit resides in us. 
the Satan and his people, they're somehow going to have their own spiritual connection where they're no longer redeemable. That's ultimately why God rejects them and punishes them for taking the mark of the beast. We're not at that stage yet. I mean, many things look like it, but they're not. So it's, it's you know, you shouldn't be confused. you got to understand what the Bible is telling you and what, what we're being saved from and why all this stuff happens. Those are not just stories. They're history and future prof, uh, prophetic uh, information for us to use so we can avoid the trap. The entire purpose of the Bible is to avoid the trap, satanic traps that we all fall into. And without that you know, rope to get us out of it, without Jesus to take our hand and get us out of that pit, you have no hope. Okay, that, that's the entire reason why you would read the Word of God in the first place, is to figure out all those traps and what's been going on. But you don't need to read the Word of God to have faith in God. You can still believe Jesus as the Son of God and have faith and give your life over to Him without ever having read the Word. The Word is, gives you information to continue your walk with Christ so you know what is good and what is bad and the traps of Satan. That's the purpose of the Word of God. Okay, it is not a mantra. It is not how to be a good person. You will not be a good person on your own. It is not like many other texts and many other religious books try to make you, you know, salvation through your own good works. It has nothing to do with that. What is the book about is telling you history and prophecy and Things to avoid, things to understand who God is and who Satan is and what you're actually being saved from. It's not trying to make you a better person. Although you could be a better person because you follow more in line with the image of God than Satan, but that is not the reason why you're saved. You are not saved because you are a good person. You're saved because you have faith in God and you trust him and you understand what God has done for you and what he's going to do for you and what Satan has done and what Satan is doing to you. Other thing that the ways that all the technology is being used is to create this artificial genetic life, like all the patent GMO plants and fruits and vegetables and even animals, you know, they, they've been taking different parts of the genetic material from different species, merging it and creating new things. So they're patenting all of this life, this new creation that they mixing and matching uh, all genetic material and allowing the, you know, the government is allowing them to patent it, which is already, it allows patent by doing that is is destroying the world this destroying all life because no one has incentive to protect and create natural life and not alter its dna and not mix and match to create this uh, chimeria type of genetic species new species if there wasn't money involved if there wasn't allowed to patent it so the patent office of, of all governments that's completely evil. No one should be able to patent any natural life, organic life. No, should, no one should have been able to even alter it. But they've been allowed to, and they've been allowed to patent it, which now then has destroyed all the world's food supply and destroying every natural life that God had put on this planet. And they're doing it with all species, not just 
plants, but animals too. And ultimately, they want to do it with humans. Because what's happening now? They're trying to create genetic modified humans with all these gene therapy drugs. Well, if they do any part of it where they're genetically altering, you know, majority or even a portion of your body's functioning, then they can say they have patented and they have a right to your existence, especially if this patented stuff and genetically modified engineering that's allowed in human form. And what will happen? Because most of this genetically modified stuff becomes sterile. It's only good for one or two repurposed natural form. After that, naturally, I think God has designed it to self-destruct if you continue to use genetically modified. What will happen is for humans, they might get tied to these drug companies for their very existence if they get genetically modified. That means they, can, they would have to have continuous use of some pill or something to continue in this modified form or they risk losing their life. That could very well is what may be the purpose of it so that all human life is being controlled by their handlers and they're no longer allowed to live in their natural existence without getting genetically treated just to live. And all transportation now is being corporatized and controlled, so you will no longer be able to travel freely as you once you thought you could. Your very existence to even get on an airline will require your identity and your biometric data. You can see what happened, how much controls have been put into place for you to even board a plane now, so you can't just go into wherever you want. You, you are tracked and traced the moment that you buy your plane ticket to your very existence. So once you take the mark of the beast, only those that took the mark of the beast will be allowed to travel. The rest of us who reject it will never be able to travel in a traditional way ever again. We'll never be able to board a plane if you took the mark of the beast. If you, you know, if you reject it, then you're never going to be able to use a train, a plane, any public transportation, buses, and what do you think they're trying to push so hard for to get rid of fossil fuels when they're saying that's destructive, but it's not? Fossil fuels are actually biodegradable naturally into the environment that they came from biodegradable material. That's how God designed it. So all the crap that gets dyed and decays back into the earth becomes oil. So the ones that oil is you know, used and reused and goes back on the planet Earth, it'll just continue as a natural resource and never be depleted. As long as there's life and death and decay, there will always be a source of fossil fuels that people can use for energy. In fact, all of this, bio, you know, the nature, the plants and the trees and stuff, it all breaks down into energy and it, it's returned into fuel if you use it that way. So you can eat plants for energy but also when it comes out of you it's still fuel it's still energy you know in a lot of the poor countries they use like animal feces like cow dung they dry it and then they use that as uh, fuel because it, it, it burns like any it burns like wood or any other biofuel and they use that to cook and heat and do all kinds of stuff so you know, like all stuff that breaks down eventually, all animal and plant life, 
once it breaks down, it still continues to be, can be used in a fuel form. You know, like a lot of the stuff, they, when they, like corn, you know, they, they use corn for energy and fuel, and not only oil, which oil is also for fuel too. So all this stuff actually breaks down into more and more and more energy, and it's never wasted. It just keeps replenishing itself. But when you create synthetic things like batteries, that stuff takes chemicals to get it out of the ground. It processes chemicals, and it goes back into the planet as chemicals that doesn't biodegrade. It pollutes and corrupts the earth. It, cor it pollutes the land. And the amount of batteries, since they want the whole world to run on batteries and electricity, that's the goal. They don't want fossil fuels. They want everything run on electricity. If you have electricity, they can control it. They can turn it off. They can turn it on. So when everything is on battery system and using that as their electrical source, one, the battery system is very limited. It can only go so far without being recharged. And you will not be able to recharge it if, if you didn't take a mark of the beast. You'll never be able to have access to electricity again because that will be all tied to the grid system where they can turn it on and off and only will allow you to have access if you took the mark. So you're not going to be able to just go home and sit at home and recharge all your appliances that are electrical outlets thinking, well, I won't take the mark of the beast. I'll just sit at home and just continue to charge. You're not going to be able to pay for electricity. You're not going to be able to buy electricity. They're not going to be able to give you access to even turn it on. Like all your thermostats now, they're trying for people to switch over into these uh, smart thermostats, which the electric companies have full control over to be able to get into it, turn it on and off as they wish. And if you start buying appliances that require their smart appliances that are connected to the internet, they can turn it on and off and spy on you, not only spy on you, but they have full control on what you can use and how to use those appliances. So all the old stuff will eventually be phased out where it's going to have chips in them and electronically connected to the internet. So no man can be able to live anywhere if they're using electrical appliances without taking the mark of the beast. So that's why one thing they didn't have control over was these fossil fuel cars without turning that off and go, moving away from fossil fuels and into electronic era where everything is a gadget, basically. It's no longer electronic machinery or uh, engineered machinery that you can run like machinery independently. It's going to all be gadgets that they're going to control. So the new cars will be programmable. They will be uh, using electric and they can do whatever they want. So you basically just, and they want it to be self-driving. So you don't even have control over to drive the car yourself to run off the road and go wherever you want. It'll go where it's told to go and it'll only have access to you to get into those kind of cars with your all your mark of the beast registration that you have done and taken the mark to even use those. So that means no transportation for all of those that didn't take 
mark of the beast unless you have a bike and even then they're going to find a way to take away all that stuff and then what is now coming in this decade and likely will be fully in place by the next 10 years will be digital money programmable digital money so there might be a little bit pushback to get it in right away uh, as they're trying to bring in the CBDC, uh, you know, digital bank currency in place. But how did that even get started? Because crypto technology was developed, this blockchain technology was already underway for the last decade to be able to now get in a place where the bankers and the government can finally legislate and control the money supply and not allow anyone they think they can buy crypto to be outside of the government no 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 they're not going to allow it they're not going to exchange with that they're not going to allow you to be able to independently own anything because everything is going to be tied to the system the b system nothing no man can buy and sell without the mark so there cannot be any independent currency it's all going to be tied to the single digital currency that will be programmable and knowing every single transaction that you make, who you made it with, when you made it with, and what you're buying and what, you know, what they can tax you on. And they can control everything. They can control all your behavior just by having a programmable currency. So that's what's coming um, you know, probably within the next five years. And maybe we're lucky to hold it off a little longer, but... I think the time now is that they don't, since people have been using credit cards for so long and no one's carrying money any longer, that this is just an easy transition now to have it all under one system. And that's what they want. They want to accelerate the timeline anyway to bring about the end of days. That's what all of this has been about. They want to bring in their Messiah to save the world. And the only way that it could do is start controlling all of this and then creating chaos when people start to rebel against what they've done. So then, you know, I look at nations and how they have already specialized in what they're doing and how they're working for Satan. Uh, China, you know, they worship their dragon, their red dragon, and they're mostly uh, atheist people because they're only allowed to worship their communist leaders. They're not allowed, to, even in their own, you know, the religions that they want to worship, they're not even allowed to worship those. So it's only by underground uh, choosing whatever faith that they want to choose that they still do. But overall, as a country, nation, they're not allowed to worship anything other than their own leader. And it's basically an atheist nation. But they have uh, specialized in manufacturing. That's how they gain their power, their wealth, and now they're trying to rule the world based on their ability to provide goods and services, mostly goods, manufactured goods of all kinds. You know, they probably started out with clothing and cheap stuff, but then they really accelerated into building all sophisticated, beautiful, and even supplies of what is needed to make anything. So, you know, you, you cannot even buy let's say you want to build a house you need nails and you need wiring you need all these specialized things to build a house if your nation is not even making those things and it's relying on china to make every little component well they're basically then china controls all goods that are made 
around the world and be the supplier and the manufacturer of those where the the world has pretty much said, fine, we'll give it to you because it's cheaper than to do it ourselves. So they become that dominant manufacturer. And because of it, you know, they they gain great wealth, but that's not enough for them. They want to now control the world. They want to control other people's resources. They want to control their land. They want to expand into becoming China as the powerhouse of the world. But God's not going to allow that. God says he gave land to every nation, every people, every tongue for a purpose. And he's allowing them to grow into whatever they want in their own nation. And even if there are some powerful nations like China and the United States, they're not going to be taking over the world on their own. They can try all they want to, but that's not God's plan. And what are Americans so skilled at? Well, what I've seen from all the labor market and living here for the last 40 years is that what they're skilled at is managing the world's projects. They're essentially the world's managers. They don't make anything here. They only run things. They only organize themselves. They, you know, if you want to build a Pacific project, they will have an organizational corporate structure. They love corporation. They created all the corporations. They love it. And they love having the rule and authority of corporatized world. They can't imagine living in an organic environment where you do everything self-sufficient on your own. They can't imagine it. They like the corporatized, organized fashion. They like getting jobs to work in corporations. They like making good money so they can go buy their corporatized houses and corporatized food. Everything, they are managers. They're built to become managers. They, at once, they were probably independent when they first started this country, but they no longer are that. They raise their children to become managers and corporate people. That's all they know is the corporate environment, and they're pushing it to control the world. And everything is about business of some sort, but they're essentially managers. They don't make anything. They just know how to run people, and they know how to run projects. And Japan is really good at electronics. It's good at creating this. Part of the AI system is probably actually came from Japan. They loved, you know, um, they're good at like creating these avatar cartoons that Japanese men were actually enthralled with their own creation. They started marrying some of these AI avatar girlfriends. But that environment, that social structure that they created for themselves is really about electronics. And they are used by Satan to really help to create uh, of, you know, AI system as part of it. May not be all of it. China is probably involved. But also Japan is, is part of that technology that they're building. And robotics. They like robotics. They, you know, good portion of the first generation of robotics really came from Japan. And now that is becoming a huge market uh, where like even Hanson Robotics and Google bought out some of these many robotic companies to try to make realistic looking robots. And they're getting very, very sophisticated at creating facial expressions that are you know good at mimicking human expressions. And they've now created synthetic skin and you know as makeup artists and to making people look like whatever they want to look like, 
eventually they'll be able to create you know skin that looks like skin and and all the features that look like humans very realistic on top of this robotic body and the more and more you know they get good at creating the ai and self-sufficient technology like if you actually did some ai with ai chatbots you know that they're very good at conversations so imagine now a robotic body to go along with this ai uh, technology that can chat and interact with you in real time once they have that body associated with it where it's like not so heavy like less bulky more bionic more realistic they can even you know they created the artificial skin that's already happening and they can paint it they can you know design it to look more realistic than fake you know china is very good at replicating anything to look like the original even though you know you think you can't tell and maybe the original manufacturer can tell what the difference is but they're super good at creating fake products off of the original so they you know once this technology is is finalized with robotics china's going to be at the forefront to make it look real as possible where people may not be able to tell if it's a robot or a real human we could i think in order for satan to finish his pops, popsicle kingdom i think it will be where people are not going to be able to tell from fake to real humans any longer that day will happen because that you know it, it might be a little glitch maybe people can tell but if they get really good at making you know skin especially then and you know the eyes and and the little features that are very difficult to design to make them look real if they can do that especially the eyes and the skin I think it will be very, very difficult after that to tell the real humans from the fake ones. Um, so what is Israel monopolizing? Well, they control all the technology streaming, meaning that whatever is happening technology-wise, they're at the forefront of it, controlling the back-end uh, software, how it's used, all the, like, the security information. All the stuff that you ever done online, they have developed technology to track and trace you. And they control the media. They control the money supply. Israel wants to be the center of the world. He, it wants to be the mecca for not only financial and media, but also ultimately it's going to be the religious center of the world. It's going to control because... They are telling the world that they're the chosen people, although they're not. They're not. They're the fake Jews that, you know, the Bible talks about the synagogue of Satan that's ruling and controlling all of the the real Israel Israelites. Nobody knows who they are, and God has spread them out through all over the world, and only God knows who the true Israelites are. And the Israelites, the ones that inherit the kingdom of God with Abraham are the ones that follow God and have faith in God and keep his commands. So that in itself, anyone could be an Israelite if they follow God. And nobody has any genetic corner of to be chosen one by genetics. 
And even if they were our descendants of the Israelites, only God knows that because they're spread out in every part of the earth and they look like all races. All races are part of the 12 tribes that God knows where wherever he scattered them, they lived among those people and they will start to look like those people over time. So whoever that they're claiming that they're the Israelites and Jews in the land of Israel or the nation of Israel as it is today, they're not. They're just people that told themselves that and they went over there and they controlled it. I don't believe that God has resurrected that nation in one day to fulfill prophecy. In fact, I believe that Satan created that nation to build his kingdom from Israel as his own. And this is not what God was speaking about. For God to resurrect the nation of Israel and bring it together would mean that they would follow God's ways. They would be the image of, to reflect the image of God in all ways, not in the image of Satan. So whatever the reality is today that's going on there is nothing to do with the Bible. It's just a mechanism that Satan is using that land and that people to ultimately be able to control the things, to build that beast system that's being built right now, and then ultimately be controlled by Israel. They are the ones, given enough time, they will reveal themselves to try to be in control of all things. And what is Russian, Russia is good at doing? They're good at energy. They only real uh, GDP for them is comes from the oil, the energy, the stuff that they create, and selling of weapons, arms. They sell weapons just like United States does. They're in competition with the United States to sell weapons and arms, but they're also known for all the energy, the energy that people buy, like China buys oil and the Europe buy oil and we buy oil along with Saudi Arabia, but Russians are also selling oil and natural gas and other things. And Saudi Arabia, uh, they made their wealth based on oil. And they have unmeasurable amount of wealth. I spoke to somebody on one of the car rides. He said that, uh, you know, people, the kids of their of wealthy families in Saudi Arabia and Dubai, they think like when you see the ten richest people list with their billions and trillions of dollars listed as part of the richest people, they laugh at that because they have way more money than the reported richest people planet people on the planet uh, own that are publicly known, like Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, and all of those people, George Soros, um, you know, how much they own and their wealth. What he was saying that these kids and these rich family own like 10 times more that is unmeasurable in the amount of wealth these people, Saudis have, and they don't disclose it so they have unlimited amount of wealth and basically a lot of the companies are actually owned by saudi arabia wealthy families it's on their wall of all the corporations that they own all the media companies that they own it's 
you know, all of the, uh, they may not own them 100%, but they own a big chunk of these companies where they're guided. So ultimately, a lot of the policies that come out are probably coming out of Saudi Arabia itself because it owns a lot of these media companies and other corporations. So what is UK controlled? So why am I looking at these countries? Because one, each country is specializing in specific job that is doing for Satan, specific skill sets, specific you know cog that they're building of the bigger machinery. So each one is specializing in the cog that's going to go in to the beast system. And the book of Revelation and the Bible talks about the beast, what it looks like, you know, the feet of the bear, the body of the leopard, the wings of an eagle, face of a lion. All these represent different nations that came together to build this beast system that's going to ultimately take control of everyone's lives and you will not exist without joining the beast or rejecting it. Um, so what is UK control? Well, not only do they control a lot of resource, but their biggest name to fame is controlling the lands throughout the world, the different regions of land. Like Canada pretty much is a land that's owned by the monarchy. Uh, one of the podcasts that uh, I listened to, and I think I may have posted part of it, where they were saying that the president, like Trudeau, is taking oath uh, to the monarchy to serve the queen, uh, and now would be King Charles, and she's dead. But all the lands basically belong to the monarchy and different parts of, uh, what is it, 70-plus territories that they own. You know, the Commonwealth Games... Uh, goes into all nations and territories that UK actually owns, the monarchy. So they own a significant chunks of the world. And of course, they have rule over it. So that's why the face of the beast was a lion, because I think ultimately the monarchy is in control of going to lead the, this beast, be the face of this beast. And According to Tim Cohen, you know, he says that King Charles could be the Antichrist. For him, he believes he is the Antichrist. I don't know. I just listened to his research. But let's just say if it's true that he is the Antichrist, well then, you know, he owns a lot of these lands around the world. He's the one who's leading much of this policy making that's been happening around the world right now. And that's all been with the resources and connections with the monarchy and him in particular running this, uh, wanting to run the whole world. And then what does Germany control? Because that was the body of the leopard uh, with the spotted beast. Well, Germany has everything to do with engineering, of machinery, and like all the leopard tanks, you know, that they just shipped to Ukraine. That was a big thing that was came out, the leopard tanks. Uh, those are all built by Germans. Germans are the ones that are building this weaponry, machinery, the German engineering, and that is what's running a lot of the world's machinery around the world. So that makes sense that it's the body of the leopard because that's what's running the beast, right? So it makes sense 
that Germany is the body and the UK or the monarchy is the head. And the feet of the bear is Russia because the bear is a symbolism of Russia. So <clears throat> it's going to be the one that's you know absorbing the impact of running around of what the uh, monarchy wants to do and is using Germany to run it, the body and the feet to absorb all that energy is actually now they produce, you know, they specialize in energy. So them, it makes sense that they are the feet of that beast because it's involved with energy and your feet is kind of like the protection from the ground to be able to actually run. Without your feet, you're not going to be able to walk or run. So that means without energy, no nation can do what they're wanting to do. So what is South America specializing in? Well, two big things right now. One, much of the land was left preserved without outside influence for a long time because South America hasn't been a focus until recently. I mean, yes, there were ships conquering those lands early on with the Spaniards and so forth, but they have is abundance of natural resources that are still untouched. And now the big boys controlling under satanic rule have recognized it and they want it. They want to rape and pillage South America of all its resources and control it. And it's still, you know, much left in its original state of natural wildlife that is not tracked and traced. So they're going to want to get their rule in there very quickly to start owning and controlling all of natural resources. And they also are a place where they produce food production, like Mexico and other places where much of the fruits and vegetables get imported. So that's, and they're also laborers. You know, they're laborers of in meaning in terms of food production, farmers and stuff like that. So basically South America can become a fertile land for food production, farming, and then harvest out all the resources. Once they're done with the people there, well, good luck to them. They're going to be killed or thrown out. Um, they're not going to have much of a future if they don't control their own lands and their own resources. Um, what is Africa known for and good for? Well, it has two uh, distinct sources of, of power and wealth of using natural resources as capital, which includes the African people. So they have a lot of, Africa has a lot of minerals that they're still mining for, uh, for like gold, diamonds, and other metals. Uh, they have high level of natural wildlife, big game. Big game is actually mostly in Africa, like elephants, tigers, you know, every big game that you can think of is still roaming around if they're not gonna become extinct eventually. But that is part of Africa nation that they were given vast amount of resources, natural resources, and the Africans were played a big part of that in keeping their natural resources in their natural environment to coexist with them. They were in tribes all over Africa before they became modernized, and they coexisted very well with the wildlife. And 
by being in their natural environment, they're strong and, you know, very muscular people overall. Not in their natural environment, they get into trouble and they're easily used to make armies of violence. And that's the sad part of it is that the godless ones are now also resources for all the enemy, the satanic people above them, to use them and bait them to do whatever they want, to destroy cities, to bring about violence, to change whatever cultural thing that they want to change. The Africans are used, and as long as they're used and, and given that temporary power, they take it. They don't care about the consequences, but ultimately they will because God is not going to keep allowing that to happen, and they are destroying themselves. So, you know, all the people of God know who they belong to and how to serve, but the, the godless people of every nation... They're serving Satan in their own way, in their own skills, in their own talents. And we're going, we're seeing it. We're seeing it all come together. Um, so what is Ukraine known for? Ukraine is something that they, uh, Israel, the, the, the Zionist people of whoever want to control the world, are seeking to take over Ukraine, build it from ground up as the new Israel, where they're going to be making that a new technological Mecca uh, nation, which means all of the Mark of the Beast technology is going to be initiated and beta tested in Ukraine, which already said so. If you watch one of those videos that I put out there, Everything is going to be cashless. Everything is going to be digital. Everything is going to, they're going to use robotics for like their court system. They already said that. They're going to use the AI in all of the facilities, the court system, medical system, the court system. And they're only going to use people where it's absolutely necessary to use people. Uh, but everything will be digital and everything will be online. They're creating hologram cities, hologram world, hologram people. I mean, even Zelensky uh, showed up at certain events through the hologram technology that they put that box in front of people. And he was speaking to them in his hologram um, image of himself, which is image of the beast that's going to ultimately get perfected and perfected. And so Ukraine is the one nation that they're going to be testing everything in their utopia world that they want it to look like. If it's going to work well there, it's going to be working well everywhere. Um, whatever fails there will not be implemented anywhere else. So that is the ground and why they're working so hard to defeat Russia, which Russia is going to become the feet of the, this beast, so it's going to succumb to it. It's going to join the beast, okay? But for right now, it's trying to hold back its plans, the satanic plans to uh, bring about this new world order vision that they want to create this kingdom for. Um, and But we know that Russia eventually will join them. So that means once Ukraine is done with all this war games, it's going to be taken down to the ground and completely rebuilt in the image of Satan. 
to live in this nation and work there and live there with total control of how Satan envisions his future kingdom to look like. So that's what Ukraine will be in its future self if it's allowed to continue. So what was Afghanistan all about? Well, that nation uh, originally started creating drug trade with the poppy fields and all that, but it didn't do much more than that. So the drug trade got taken over by U.S. and others to pretty much allow it and fund it and then continue. So they wanted that land. They wanted these to continue. It wasn't a drug war that they were fighting. They were controlling the drug trade and wanting to own it because it, it brings in a gazillion dollars, you know, throughout all the, the black market stuff. Uh, it has its own economy that isn't stopped. They're just allowing and controlling it, whoever wants to control it. And it's also a strategic place for what the China wants to control. And now Afghanistan is was given over to China. Biden gave that over. That's what all that you know, drama was all about. Uh, it was to simply give it over to China, which now they they got it. They got all the resources. They took the weapons. They took the land. And what they want is to build a corridor for the Chinese um, Beltway Initiative that they're doing, building corridors all over uh, Asia and through Africa to be able to have that open road an open um, trade route where they can do go in and do whatever they want. And it's also to for military purposes, once they do that Belt Road initiative to open up all these routes, then their military can easily go into all these lands as well and start controlling it. So that those are the pretty significant events that are happening with the Belt Road initiative and China expanding through all these nations. And it's not done in isolation so Afghanistan was a gift to China India what is it good at doing well it's great at implementing and creating this technology with all majority of these uh, technical programmers and administrators actually come from India now you know China and Russia and Israel have gotten into the game, but India is still leading the technology forefront. So they are ones who are actually helping build this digital beast. And they're going to need to, in order to maintain this digital beast, it's not something that you build once and you're done with. It's a constant maintenance, a lifetime of careers, and new careers will be built around running and maintaining and programming this digital beast that they're building. So it will be an endless supply. Will they need these digital skills? Uh, so eventually all new jobs will be less to do with the natural world, but more with the digital one that they're going to be running and programming and administrating. So what is the Vatican? Why does it exist? Well, it exists for religious control over the world. It is the, one of the wealthiest nations, the tiniest nation, the tiniest land as a nation, but it controls tremendous amount of wealth from what people gave to the Catholic Church around the world, enslaving them in their Catholic religion and giving them wealth to come closer to God and then forgive their sins when 
the church itself has never really used any of it to help the people that it ministered to. It's mostly to collect the money, and now they have all their sophisticated uh, kingdoms in the Vatican and the collection of what they collected, the religious tax, all of those things that they're working on, and ultimately they're trying to connect to Satan directly and figuring out ways to be able to do that. And CERN is a big uh, machinery right now that is trying to open up portals to be able to get to the other side, the other dimensions, and bring in the demonic world, the satanic world, into our world. And ultimately, I do think they're going to succeed. The bottomless pit will be opened up, and the great earthquake that's going to happen in the last days to split the earth in half, uh, well, I think it'll be split because of this CERN business where they're uh, smashing light particles uh, beyond even the speed of light uh, to be able to create this massive energy and things that they have no idea or control over and trying to open portals so that they will do something to damage the planet as we know it. And what is the U.S. government, you know, sole purpose in life is really to establish the corporate governance and to establish its governing style globally. It's, it's, it's like franchising itself to every other nation. So all the new laws that they're creating with the LGBT stuff, uh, they're going around nation by nation's leader to make sure they change their laws to mimic this universal standard. And all of these laws are being changed everywhere, including the United States, to come under this global powers and global governance. No longer sovereign states and sovereign nations. Uh, it's all going to be under one rule of law. And the United States is leading that. It's, it's franchising itself because it's already succumbed to it. Our government is gone. It's succumbed to the satanic kingdom, and now it's going to franchise itself everywhere else. And then America also controls the media and the ideas that follows to the rest of the place. So big part of you know what people follow, our culture, with our media and movies and music, and our ideas, which are then followed and carried over to the rest of the world when in the old days before radio and television every nation had a very distinct culture and understanding of ideas that were to their own nation and their own background of people but now it's all being dissolved and it's blurred the lines between any nation to all look the same even though they might look different as different people and they might still eat their own food, but ultimately even the food and dress and everything is becoming westernized and the same. The cultural values are becoming the same. So you could live, it's kind of like McDonald's. McDonald's is the same whether it's in Wisconsin or Texas or it's in South America or it's in South Korea or China. It will cater itself a little bit to the people to have, you know, uh, their different version of a hamburger. And it could be a Chinese version of a hamburger or American Western style. But overall, it will still serve its 
hamburgers and french fries and all of its products pretty universally and it's run universally with the same protocols and cooking methods and supply chains and organizational structure as it in the United States even if they have a Chinese McRib versus a U.S. McRib everything else is going to be the same so that's what's happening with all the nation's laws and businesses everything is becoming corporatized and being changed in this universal beast system that America controls and follows and the whole world is running after this beast um, so you can see that you know it's eventually all going to merge together so the Middle East what do they do well they are in a good they control the power for the Middle East and the energy production the oil the weapons so much of the fight in the Middle East is about lands especially Israel the Holy Land around Jerusalem all is a struggle to control uh, what they feel is their Messiah's land that they own and in the while they're existing and fighting among themselves they really control much of the weapons they created a lot of technology especially Israel created a lot of technology and weaponry that would be pretty amazed they don't longer need the traditional way of guns and you know the weapons that they used to do with hand-to-hand -hand combat today it's everything is much more deadlier it's more sophisticated they can change the weather they can change laser beams to like create a atomic bomb uh look to it but they can just do that from space they can literally beam out energy beam that can hit a target and look like a bomb hit it and they're getting very very sophisticated especially with genetic engineering much of the genetic engineering i believe israel is leading it so that in itself you know it's as much different ways to create many different bioweapons and physical weapons and energy weapons and space weapons you know they're working with different teams but ultimately i think i believe that middle east and israel is creating all of this Australia well what is I couldn't figure out much as to what they actually took a part of but I do know that when I was researching to write the book about the COVID deception which is only available on my website because it's banned everywhere else a lot of the stuff that came out in one of the articles was that they were doing a lot of the snake venom research from poisonous snakes and snails and other venomous creatures from around the world but particularly a lot of them did come from australia and what australia has it's it's vast amount of land but it also holds a heck of a lot of species that are venomous and deadly and poisonous that much of the medical and bio uh, weaponry industry is using to create new weapons of biological warfare so Australia does play a part at least in that sense um, but it also went along very quickly with the New World Order regime um, by locking down it was the strictest in uh, Australia at least visibly what they were doing to their people so perhaps this is another testing ground that's allowed to see how they can control the people and and 
use the new world order methods. So what is Switzerland known for other than, you know, banking for the rich? Um, CERN is there. CERN is the one that's taking up big chunk of their land and spinning around in circle to create this uh, light breaking, photon breaking machinery and trying to open up a portal into the other dimension, which China now wants to get in the game. So they're going to be creating another CERN on their property. And supposedly this is even bigger than what the one in Switzerland is going to be. And this is the largest machinery in the world right now is the CERN in Switzerland. It's the largest man-made machinery ever built. And China wants to top that and make it even bigger. So what could go wrong? Well, we now know why the Earth splits apart. It's going to go a lot wrong. And it's going to create things that, supernatural things that we have not yet seen, but only in movies. I think much of the supernatural stuff that they tell us in the movies is going to start to come to reality. Watch and wait. If we live long enough, it's going to be a horrible time. What is Bahamas known for? Most of it, other than tourism and vacationing, is also a place that's set up for offshore banking and corporations and shell companies that they keep hiding, um, figuring out who owns what and where. It's one, it, it took a niche to offer that and keep secrets for all the corporations and where their money goes uh, as offshore banking. Taiwan, what is it known for? Well, the re reason why they're fighting over it, that little nation and little chunk of land, is because they have done a sophisticated job of specializing in chip manufacturing, which can only be made there, ex uh, considering not only the facilities that they set up, uh, but also the people and the trained technology of trying to make this uh, the chips that goes into everything, every electronic that you use, every cell phone, every, you know, so all of this, without that, much of this B system will likely can't be developed because they need that chips. And so protecting Taiwan and who controls it is a huge, huge, major, major thing. And we know who's going to control it in the end. Satan's going to control it. So whoever serves Satan more is the one that's going to control it better. So likely it'll probably remain with China and ultimately will take it over to serve China um, because all the other countries like the U.S. want to protect it so they can have some control over it. Otherwise the cost, if they lose control over that, the cost of manufacturing these chicks or, or even having access to again would be very difficult where we could be becoming the bitch to some other nation just for the fact, this fact alone, where we can't get access to chips that are needed for all electronic and future uh, B system that they're developing and controlling everything, it's all electronic. Um, so the ultimately any nation that does not have a purpose or does not, you know, like it look like they're just hanging out there, small nation, however small they are, or however remote they are, they're all going to ultimately have a purpose 
and be forced into one. There's not going, because there's no man who can buy and sell without taking the mark, which will be global in every corner of the earth. So there's going to be left no place to go and no place where you can hide and no nation can uh, withdraw from that. They're all going to be part of that system. So they're all going to give in and they're all going to be given a purpose. Whether they like it or not, you're, there's going to be no escape for any smaller nation uh, where they look like they haven't specialized in much except for tourism. But all that's going to change uh, eventually. So what did credit card companies accomplish? They accomplished to corporatize all transactions and destroy the use of physical money and ultimately created consumerism. So without the credit cards being around when they did come around, I don't think consumerism would have had that much of an impact or would have been that great because once you look at money and handle money with your own hands, it's very difficult. It's a very different perspective to give that up and use it in opening that up to like, oh, I'll just buy this and buy that and then take credit and borrow money. What credit card companies allowed people to do was borrow money and incur a lot of credit card debts. But not only the debts, because they increased the amount of consumerism which they would have never been able to do if they had cash in hand, if they only use money out of their purse directly to the merchant rather than the middleman using the credit card company. And the second major thing that it did was it digitized all the transactions from then on because the credit card companies were able to not only keep track of every single transaction, but you could also return stuff as a digital transaction, they could even uh, protect your transaction uh, in case the vendor didn't want to give the money back. You could dispute it. So there's a lot of benefits ended up having on the credit card. And plus, you can get your entire history of every single transaction on every statement uh, that you, know, you can then use to kind of figure out how much you spent where and do your taxes and so forth. But it got rid of the use of trying to uh, save every single receipt and account for all your money and use your own balancing system, checks and balance, to manage your money. It all became online and easy, accessible to everything you bought, everything you did digitally, where real money was forced out. And you couldn't go anywhere without a credit card. And you wouldn't even want to. You, you yourself didn't have any desire to carry around real cash anymore. It was much easier to carry a credit card and know exactly what you purchased and have control over that transaction where cash, you you know, you may not have that. And it will, you will be at mercy of keeping that receipt and uh, that merchant allowing you to return it where on the credit card, if you bought something significant or even insignificant, and if you wanted to dispute that charge, the credit card company would take care of it for you. So there were huge advantages that got rid of the use of physical money, and now this is allowing us in the next digital age of programmable digital currency to completely replace uh, all fiat money anywhere around the world and be under only digital money. Uh, I don't know how they're going to do the wallet. Um, they still have to figure that out because 
you know, if you lose your wallet, you lose all that money in it. So there's no way to control it. Uh, but all your money right now is sitting in the bank. It's all digitized anyway. There's not any real, there's no vault with real physical money or way to back it up. And the blockchain has done a lot to bring about this digital currency that's happening right now. Uh, without the blockchain, technology that a lot of people, you know, they liked it. They started using this uh, currency, digital currency, and started buying all kinds of different ways. They thought they were escaping the fiat money by protecting their investments into this blockchain digital currency. But ultimately, all that's going away because they're not going to allow you to have independence over your own money. They will regulate it where it's your it would make it illegal for you to use it. They will not allow any merchants to accept it. And um, unless you're trading among your friends and yourselves, there's going to be no real institution that's going to allow you to uh, use outside money than what is the digital bank currency, the standard one, the corporatized one that they're establishing right now for everyone to use and get rid of all money altogether, including the all other cryptocurrency. So what did agribusiness do that United States developed and is now leading the world in making sure everybody else comes under its umbrella? So much of the food that was, uh, you know, grown and farmed in all other nations, especially South America, India, all, you know, all those other nations that didn't, are not too corporatized, are now being forced to use American products, American seeds, American way of doing agribusiness so that there could be no more independent supply chain and growers that are not going to, everything has to come under the satanic corporate structure that it will control over all food production and distribution. And what did the American government and the farmers have done is that they have gone away from traditional farming and introduced genetically modified seeds and methods of growing uh, these large mono crops like corn, soybean, wheat, all of that. It's all genetically modified. It's dangerous for your health. Uh, but that's what they've been producing to make much of the feed for other animals. Uh, even though Americans are very good at animal husbandry, or they were, but that's now being forced out into collective, uh, different kind of food production. Bill Gates wants to make fake meat, meat from lab, where they take cultured cells and then produce, uh, grow meat from those cultured cells. So no longer people are going to be eating real fruits and vegetables. They're not going to be eating real meat. It's all going to be synthetic meat raised from cells. And even all the fruits and vegetables, not only are they genetically modified, but they're introducing or trying to introduce these mRNA technologies and introduce whatever genetic changes in people into the food supply, into the plants, everyday food that we eat, like tomatoes, salads, all the things of you know that you find in your grocery store. They want to change it and genetically alter it uh, to introduce the mRNA vaccines and so forth 
moving forward. So nothing that you will eat out of your grocery store is going to be safe to eat, but it's all synthetic, uh, all made by Satan and the purpose of Satan to control who lives and dies. Remember, that's the real goal of all of this. It, Satan wants to control all people and decide who lives and who dies at his whim. While God allows what was his first command to all people. He says, go be fruitful and multiply. That was his command to all life. Be fruitful and multiply. And they were given free dominion over the earth, over all the man was given dominion all over all life on earth and to be fruitful and multiply and be able to live freely with its own judgment and free will to make its own decisions. And it was not in control to kill anybody else. One of the Ten Commandments is thou shall not kill or thou shall not murder. So it was not allowed to choose who lives and who dies. And that was still up to God. But while they were given free dominion over the earth, they still had to follow God's commands. And God still had supremacy over people's uh, ultimate destiny and if they're going to live or die. But not Satan. Satan wants to change all that. He wants to change you and then ultimately have full control whether you live or die under its command. So all those that are thinking they're going to have a, you know, a great life with Satan are going to ultimately be revealed on what they followed and what they did. And they are completely slaves to Satan. So what's left to control? Well, they, one biggest thing that they still have yet to, although they have got a big chunk of it control, but not all of it, which is the water supply. So right now, you know, you have to pay for your water. It's, it's not that expensive, but it's still, it runs through all the pipes and systems that the government and state controls. And if you want to buy water, like bottled water, you know, you can buy that through the store. But for farming or anything else, like you actually have to have water rights to use the amount of water that you use. And a lot of the nations, they didn't have that control over the water rights. Uh, or I should say they wasn't controlled until corporations came in. And then they started controlling all rights to that water where far farmers and people were having a lot of difficulties doing anything because they couldn't afford the water anymore. And that's actually happened in South America where water wars between the people and the corporations that were owning and running everything. But those corporations started in America. They already own much of the water supply. They can turn up the screws to make it tighter on us. They can do whatever they want as long as they control all of the water supply. What they couldn't control was the rainwater, but they figured out laws to be able to prevent people from even using rainwater on their property or runoff water. There are a lot of laws every state on what happens with that water. So you're not really freely able to use as all the water wherever the source is as much as you think you can. Uh, it's all controlled, but they will eventually control all water from every waterways that you can think of and the rain and what they produce to 
send in your homes. And a good example of the water wars is you should look up the documentary on South America and what happened to them. And, you know, having where the water became a big commodity that people could no longer afford. So that ultimately could happen in everywhere if people let that happen. So what did taxes do? The taxes, you know, sure, you need you know, shared goods and services, what, what you pay your taxes for, which is fine. Uh, it was, and even in biblical days, you know, Caesar collected taxes and God said, uh, let's give to Caesar what belongs to him and give me what belongs to me. So God even understood then, you know, that the government is set up and it collects taxes. However, you know, all in all tyrannical, satanic ways of what where it's headed and what has already happened, uh, it's not working for the people. It's not working for the benefit of the people to provide the shared goods and services like the infrastructure and other things that people demand. It's no longer about that all of the world infrastructure, especially in the United States, nothing new has been happened for over 50, 60 years. It's decaying, the bridges are decaying, the railway ties, all of those, the railroad lines all decaying. Everything is decaying with no new improvement and the government has made no effort to really keep up the infrastructure. And the cities, you know, they look like they're deteriorating and the roads are, you know, junk, much of these cities that were set up over 50 to 100 years ago are falling apart. They look like crap. So unless you go into a new city, a new town, which nobody can really afford because it's so expensive, everything is brand new and clean temporarily, only because uh, it's brand new, but that the other reason that the prices are so high, only a certain amount of people can afford to live in those cities, uh, so it's not going to deteriorate as fast as those other cities that are just a hellhole and government-funded programs where people don't care about property anymore. They don't care about uh, independence and creating their own economy. They're completely dependent on the government. So all those cities are falling apart, and they're basically hell on earth to live in. And that's, you know, much of the United States is starting to look like that. And so there's going to have to be a revamp. Maybe that's what they wanted for the Great Reset to own everything and then control and you know bring everybody in a smaller, smaller spaces. So then the less of the, leave the rest of the world uh, free of people. But United States, even though they make a lot of money and the government collects a lot of taxes. Uh, much of it is smuggled into their own pockets or other programs outside of the country, like how they're giving Ukraine billions of dollars. And it's not going in people's pockets, it's going in these politicians' pockets to do whatever they want and profit it for themselves while looting the Americans blind. And ultimately, that money's going to stop because the way they continue to treat Americans to give them less and less with little hope and little structure of family and disintegrating all normal values, godly values, to become more satanic. You're going to have less and less workers and competent workers and less and less skilled workers to produce anything. And ultimately, they're not going to have that much taxes. So it's going to burn itself out. If they destroy their own society, the government itself is going to be destroyed and taken over. So there's nothing 
that they're doing to help the nation except to destroy it but only that will lead to other nations to just come over and take our resources our land which is been built and that's what china is coveting for so long to do that to united states kill us off and then take our lands and they they could have this vast amount of space that they only dream about salivating to take over all our farmland all our clean fresh waters and space uh you know so all the politicians that are being bought out are just given that over but i do believe the people here are strong they are used to having at least the basic freedoms that we did have while other nations are controlled under different government forms and they may not be used to all the stuff that we had to create this and with freedom you have creativity and with creativity you have new ideas and and you know ways to uh create new things that a lot of people around the world are not able to do it's not just money but you have to have skills and creativity and freedoms ultimately without the freedom no one else can have those kinds of skill sets and freedom to innovate and create something and we also had the freedom to worship as however we needed to worship although that's going away but once that goes away it will be a hellish place to live if if it's not coming there already so without god it's going to look like hell it's going to look like the image of satan and that's what satan is wanting to do is create the face of the world using americans to be the face of the world in this to represent him and americans are doing a great job of doing that so far let's just see what happens and but the thing about taxes is that since they have the right to tax uh you technically don't own anything if they can tax your property and they can squeeze you out of the economy ultimately they have a right to control and take over all lands as is wishes and give you nothing for it if they don't want to feel like they want to do it as they've already done because of the rule of law is gone so really nobody really owns anything anymore you're just paying a lot of money to thinking acquiring something that you think you own is private property but it's not really private property it's you're technically just paying the government temporarily to think it's private property but they have full control over it they can take it away from you if they want to and they will the who is proven itself to be uh in control and and given power to dictate all the medical governance globally for all diseases now so if they think there's any protocol for let's say aids they're pushing their way in in every country to make it standardized corporatized globalized governance where you're only going to be following their protocols on whatever they want and ultimate control with all of their governance over all medical decisions have to do with the vaccines they're working in tandem with the government and the drug companies to not only say there's a problem whenever they feel like it even if there isn't a problem and then to push and mandate the vaccines that they want you to take and now since they're not creating digital uh traditional vaccines they want to be able to push the drug therapy drugs by these drug companies to every human and child on the planet where they had no control over that before it was voluntary but not anymore they can push 
and make each pandemic even worse that you know all the movies that you've ever seen how many movies have you seen about a virus and pandemic and how the corporate governance and the the government bodies like come in swoop it in and start controlling all the people lockdowns and food how many have you seen and they're giving out cures a vaccine and you know like just an investigation of all of this stuff has nothing to do with the people it all has to do with the government taking control over the people and what they want to do with them and what vaccine they want to give them. There's like probably thousands and thousands and thousands of movie about a virus outbreak, pandemics, and what the government does to get involved to control the people and the spread. So who is that one entity now that's given the power to be that global protocol machine so everybody falls in line and does it and so far they've proven themselves that they are did it and they did follow the who not only every corporation did that every governmental heads did that even private corporations were doing that when they no legal authority to do so whatsoever even like youtube which banned some of my videos cited uh the who protocol the, they were following the who well, who gives a damn what they were following? It's, it has no legal precedent uh, at all. It's not a government. It cannot usurp uh, nation's laws onto itself, and that's declaring itself as a dictator of the entire world. It can't do that. It's against the law. But it's going to do it because all the powers of the world have said so, that they can break all laws if they want and let this you know, corporatized medicine take place. So what's, and then the UN is now going to, uh, it was always in power, but it's made, the WHO is under the UN. So there are lots of organizations under the United Nations that are running and changing the world's legal system, financial system, and the medical system as we speak. It's corporatizing a global governance right now uh, that's being managed by some small group of people or ultimately it could be King Charles, who knows, they're not revealing themselves as to running the world, but somebody's running the world and they're using all these established entities to come together and become ultimately the final beast. So people aren't the new products. They are the ones going to have to all this technology that's being developed all the new products are being developed are for the sole purpose is to get the people tagged and traced and into the beast system and to merge with it in biologicals with genetic manipulation genetic engineering and i believe they ultimately they will merge with satan uh, himself those people that took the mark will somehow whatever that technology is going to take place over time will merge with Satan himself. And the AI is definitely being used because it can do, uh, you know, billions and billions of transactions and thinking and connecting through its neural network much faster than all the people collectively where the AI will be necessary to gather and implement all that data and filter through it to make decisions. And if Satan has actually possessed the AI eventually and the humans that are connected to it, 
it will have a vast amount of power and intellect and be able to use the AI to control everything that's within the grid of this artificial grid that the popsicle kingdom that he's creating right now. So what does it all mean? Like even though all this entire list is one corporation at a time gaining power and skill set in a certain area and gaining dominion over that uh, section of our lives uh, is basically taking dominion away from people and into these corporate environment, into these uh, individual corporate kingdoms where they're each specializing, including all nations, they're all specializing and working for Satan. And what is that ultimate re results in? It results in a singularity where all these things are going to connect and interconnect when they have finally figured out the, the most powerful AI that they can get will connect and interconnect all of them where the bees can then take over, the kingdom can take over. And then basically uh, people who they think that they're you know, owners of their corporations like Amazon and Elon Musk corporations and all these other different corporations, they're just going to be corporate heads, more like department managers. But all these corporations are going to then merge into a singular uh, way where the AI and the B system and Satan can track everything under its umbrella. So all of these things are going to merge into a technological and goods and service and all things created on earth under a single umbrella that Satan is creating. And God is allowing Satan to finish it. And he will have dominion over his kingdom for about three and a half years, according to the book of Revelation. So that's what I see overall. And every video and podcast that I ever do really has to do with trying to showcase one of these ideas that I just discussed. But, you know, so don't question whether we have enough technology now to bring this about. Yeah, it could in a crude way, but it would not have allowed enough time for Satan to finish his project. And I am thinking that there is more time because each generation is getting closer and closer to finalizing and finishing Satan's project and plan for humanity. And I do believe that there still has to be some more technological advances, supernatural kinds that uh, will be beyond our understanding, but will suddenly emerge and exist and will become part of it. We'll start using it. Just like the AI, probably nobody could envision it before this generation. What the heck, it could ever do that, but it's here and we're already starting to use it. So there'll be more advances far beyond what you think you know now. Everything that you're seeing is like the Graham Bell version of a telephone. It is not the smartphone yet. Uh, when that technology went from that rotary phone that you needed an operator to make a phone call to now have a cell phone in your you know, highly sophisticated computer in your hand, I see that kind of development with all of this technology where I, it's going to become much more sophisticated, much more streamlined, much more connected, 
And for that, you're going to have to give up your life and soul to join it, or you trust God to take you out of this and you know not only save your soul, but to literally take you out of this beast system and give you that freedom that you once Adam and Eve had in the Garden of Eden in the new earth and the new heavens. And that's my hope. That's what I wait for. So I'm willing to give up my life if I have to. I don't want to join the beast system. I already see what it's doing. I already see all the traps. I see every corporation exactly what it's meant for. I do not salivate over any particular job that I have to work in those companies. I understand I got to pay bills and sometimes I have to work to do that, but that doesn't mean that I have joined the beast. I don't, if the job is wrong, I walk away from it. If I, you know, I try to do a good job, earn a good living in the most godly way that I can. And if it's not possible, you know, I don't have to do it. I, I will try to trust God in everything. And, you know, and over the last few years, uh, I did have to trust God because I didn't take you know, you know what, to succumb to that. And that meant that I would be out of society if they got their way fully with their passports and traveling was limited, jobs were limited, everything was limited and they could have shut down all the stores and access. But God kept it open because it wasn't the right time. So for those that did trust God, you know, he provided for them, he took care of them, he took care of me. And that's, that's proof of you know, hard times when they came, he was there too. And you should have that same faith and trust that no matter what is coming your way, as, as the the prison cell is becoming closer and closer to being built and tightening up your space as to what you can do in it, um, ultimately God has control over all of that. And you will be broken out if you trust him. If you trust Satan, you're going to be buried in your prison. And you're going to lose your soul and the not only that, but ultimately be face God and the judgment that you will get from all your sins. So I hope this was helpful and at least give you an understanding of what I see and believe and why I do what I do. So thank you for listening.